Baby, let me tell you something here. It is look outside, Harnish. Uh -huh. Is it a full moon? <laughs> might be. Leafs. It might be. In regulation, <laughs> the least amount of regulation. It's something to behold. They've only done that fifty percent of the time in their wins. Welcome to Game Over Toronto. We have much to discuss here. Myself, Fuad Suleiman, on the other end of the screen, my man. Harnish Patel, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing a lot better after that third period because uh, the game started off great. The second period, oh my god, the four-one curse, the the <laughs> the the visions I had of how the team can can flub this. Uh, but then they came back in the third. They put the the gas the 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 foot to the pedal and they they completely finished off the game perfectly how they should have honestly in the second period. But listen. A win's a win at the end of the day, and they ended off perfectly for the Father's Day trip as well. Uh, a lot of happy campers on the way back to Toronto tonight. You're, that's yeah, sure. man. I gotta say, the the Father's trip, they gotta do that like a lot more. Can they look? The the Leafs. We'll get into the game, but the Leafs paid Ryan Reeves one point seven five million dollars to do very not very much. Can they just hire Brian Matthews to make him do anything? That guy <laughs> is such a vibe. Him and Ty Yomi just became like best friends. Like, did we just become best friends? And apparently, like, I, I think Lauren was saying that Austin is destroys it every time he plays in front of Pops. So I don't know, like assistant coach, assistant to the assistant coach. What do you think? Yeah, just throw him anywhere near <laughs> anywhere at all. And Ty, oh my god, I love having Ty out there. He looks like he's he's just getting the the rest of the fathers going as well. Uh every time they panned up to to him and uh him and uh, Austin's dad. It was just pure entertainment. I absolutely loved it. There was like one time I think where um, it, there was like a couple chances that the Leafs had, and like his dad is just going up and down. Like, is it in now? Is it not? Is it in? Yeah. It's not. Is it in? And it, you could see they were they were totally invested. They had a fun game, and thankfully the the team actually gave them something to cheer for today, right? Yes, for about 48 minutes of the game, they did. <laughs> but let's get right into it. Start off uh, about, like, what, 15 minutes into the game. Not many shots going on here. And then, obviously, we get the floodgates really open up. Like, I mean, really open up. Didn't All we score in the first goal. three minutes? I thought we scored into the first four minutes. Yeah, it was a Matthews yeah, goal. the first four minutes. Yeah, like, and then I'm saying Austin Matthews. Well, I'm saying first four minutes, I, what I mean, 15, 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. on the clock. Never mind. Let me try that again. Austin Matthews breaks the floodgates open, and he's going to be a subject in this show because, my goodness, he has become – he has got – he has went full poppy tonight. What an unreal goal. Like, I mean, well, first of all, an unreal play by William Nylander, just completely destroying every New York Ranger on oh, route yeah. to that pass. What do you think of that? Yeah, Willie completely um that that play started and started from him. Like he danced around four of those Rangers players, made them look like absolute children. It was crazy cuz um I mean, we we talked about the Leafs, like, they're on the second half of a back-to-back, -back, right? Uh the Rangers, they haven't played since I believe Sunday. So they've had some time off. And yeah. judging from that first period, judging from the way that the game started, 
uh, you would not have guessed that. You would have thought the Rangers were the ones who were on the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, the Leafs were were outskating them like to hell and back in that first period. Uh, oh. And Nylander especially, oh my god. The way he danced through all four of those Rangers and found Matthews all alone, that was criminal. That was AHL versus NHL players. Like, insane. And one thing I do want to mention uh, real quick... Um, you got to shout out the the Leafs fourth line or, or the 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 coach and staff whoever told them to get off of the off the the ice at that moment. So essentially, what happens um, uh, leading up to this goal was the Leafs ha- uh, were going to get on a, a on a power play, right? So we had one guy, uh, we had an extra man out there, and the fourth line instead of going onto a rush uh, to get something going, they stay back a little bit wait till our top line come out there and then let our top line uh, uh, play with that that extra man advantage, right? And that's what ends up leading to to the goal, right? So shout out to to the fourth line for understanding that. Shout out to the bench for, for, for calling that out and shout out to Willie for dangling and just humiliating the Rangers on that play. You mean the bench did something, the bench did something good in late changing lines? <laughs> like, I mean, this, this, this is a bizarro game here. But yeah, great. And you know, the Rangers in that first period did not look great. And this is the best team in the Metro, I believe. Like, one of the best teams. Oh, they're be- uh, one of the, the best teams in the whole league. Like, consistently if you, every year. Yeah, and if you if you ignore, um, like, right now, if you look at the actual points percentage, they're actually higher up than Vegas, right? They have, like, three games in hand. Well, I guess before yeah. this game. They had three games in hand, and they were tied with the Bruins for having, like, a, a it was, like, a 75% uh, point percentage or something like that. So, yeah, they, they are one of if not the best teams in the league and yeah this is what they showed yeah and the second goal we see just an absolute bomb from the point from connor timmons uh, first goal of the season now was it a bomb from the point or was Ilya shesterkin shesterkin just igor shesterkin rather off his game because he had a pretty rough first period i remember like after like the third goal which we'll get to they're like he's gonna get the hook and you know, mm-hmm. they never did. I don't know where they got that info from. But yeah, big shot from Connor Timmons, first of the season. Uh, must be maybe the third as a Leaf. I don't know, but not many as a Leaf. Yeah, uh, beautiful shot from the point. Um, yeah. And it was like straight off the blue line. Uh, but yeah, it started off by Domi tying it up uh, on the draw. And then Yarncroft gets uh, drops the puck back to, to Timmons. And he does not hesitate. That is exactly what I want to see out of our defensemen. Or I, I want to see them just take a quick slap shot, just just get a quick snipe out um, off the bat, and just like hope that something happens or something of it, right? And this play, like realistically, I think it caught Shesterkin off guard, and also the fact that it was like a very uh, he had poor vision, I guess. Like there was a lot of bodies up front, it, it was hard for him to see. I just I don't think he was even expecting that, right? Um, but Connor Timmons, he throws it out there, and yeah, he gets his first goal, and it was like a minute after the the Matthews goal, right? <laughs> usually, you see the Leafs when uh, when you go one up, uh, it's usually the other team that's scoring first, right, or scoring right next. But <laughs> not this time, not this time. Well, they waited till they had two to give it back. Yeah, there yeah. <laughs> they, they had to have two to give it right back there, and you know, it started off with. Uh, I think Riley and Brody kind of went after the same guy. They kind of got their lines crossed a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, back in the net there. And you, you know, I that's where I thought, that's where I started to think, oh, here we go. Like, because 
I, look, every hockey game has its ebbs and flows, but the way we watch this team is different than maybe other teams watch their teams, mm-hmm. where it's like there's a certain script that's followed here. So once that goal goes in right away, you're like, oh, hmm, okay, big crowd's going. Let's <laughs> see what happens. Now that wouldn't that whole thing wouldn't come to fruition until later. But there you go. Bit of a defensive breakdown there. Martin Jones, who was great in this game for what he is mm-hmm. as a third string goaltender. I uh, was not able to come up with that one there. Yeah, I, I don't really blame him. We'll talk a little bit about Martin Jones after as well, because I think there's a lot of good points that we can we can talk about him for. I think he had a he had a pretty good game, all things considered. Um, but on this play, I really, really blame Brody. Um, it looked like he was puck watching and he, he was trying to skate to to get to Wheeler, but then uh, just watches the puck instead and lets Wheeler go wide open. Um, and obviously the puck takes a deflection and gets straight to Wheeler who snipes it, right? But Brody should definitely be on Wheeler. He should be more aggressive. Um, and he was just caught out of position there. It was There was nothing really that you can blame Martin Jones for. That was purely a defensive breakdown from Brody and, and you hate to see it. Um, but... There's been a couple couple of those times where Brody's made a, a little lapse in judgment, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A few times, like, I feel like at least one goal a game, it's like, it kind of starts out where two guys are going after one guy. And I'm like, you're just the collapsing on the wrong guy, but somebody is always going to be wide open and it always ends up in that spot. Uh, Brody's pretty solid, so I guess... We don't, we don't, because we don't notice him very much because he's such a stay at home defenseman. Mm-hmm. When we notice him, we notice him. So it, it's yeah. kind of a thankless job in that sense. <laughs> so the next one we go, we get um, good old captain consistency. 1001 loves New York. John Tavares shoots, snipes it. Cal Yarncroke t- taps it in, and we get to 3 1 there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And John Tavares, look, look, he's he's not, he didn't get a thousand points at the tail end of his career. He's still going. He is still as consistent as ever. He loves New York. I love New York. New York is great, but fun to play there, it seems, because he continued his effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. And um there's a lot of good things that that line um did leading up to that play as well, right? Um I love how like gritty and how snotty that line is just throwing anything at at the at just and, and seeing if they can get anything going like bertuzzi starts it off he just throws the puck on onto the pads right uh it gets a deflection tavares throws it off as well then yarny gets gets the that deflection throws it off to tavares tavares hits it again off the pads again and the de- finally defection uh the deflection lands in front of Yarn Krok, who, who puts in the back. Yeah. You got to just throw stuff out there sometimes and, and see what goes, especially when uh, when Chesterkin had looked or has been looking pretty pretty leaky, I guess, to the start of this period. Throw something out there. You never know what's going to take a weird deflection. You never know if, if you're just going to catch him out outright. And uh, that that's the kind of stuff that I really, really like to see. And like this line has kind of made a name for themselves off of that, just being really hard on the, on, on the check and just really... Um, uh, j- just really, I guess, like snotty and hard to, to, uh, yeah. uh, to play against. I, it's, it's just really good to see. Very I love seeing that rebound line. control we saw from Igor Shosturkin. Like it was like ping pong in front of the net. I don't even just... blame him though, because like, the, the, what is the, what are the Rangers' defense doing at that point? None yeah. of them have have any physicality to to push these guys out of the way. They essentially let him just get shelled in that moment. 
Like there was no help that this Shesterkin had. Yes, he had a bad game, but that like I don't know the defense. It felt like the defense just kind of let him go and just just was like, all right, you're a world class goalie. Like do your stuff. <laughs> there was no help. Yeah, there. Yeah, I mean it was it was a pretty bad period from New York. Like I I felt like. I was like, whoa, they I've like the least played last night, had a pretty gutting loss, I mm-hmm. think, with circumstances. And I was like wildly impressed. Shot out of a cannon, like just me driving cross town. The next game, shot out of a cannon in the first period. <laughs> and I was pretty encouraged. So before we get to the second, like there was one more goal. We had Austin Matthews streaking up. Mm-hmm. Everybody worrying about the shot. At Austin Matthews shot, it's like Steph Curry in the NBA now. It's like Creates gravity. Oh, Everyone's yeah. worried about the shot. Yeah. He's he's able to pass it off and take advantage of their of their fear of him. Arner Potts an easy one there. And he's been he's been looking great too. Like, I mean, I think we, we've been he's been kind of the subject of some ire the past few weeks. Looks like he's back in form. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um you talk about the the amount of uh eyeballs that 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 matthews uh like commands holy crap they completely forgot about marner eh? Yeah. marner just streaks down to the side of the net nobody is covering him at all they're all afraid of matthews trying to get sticks on the lane it was an easy tapping and yeah for a guy that's that's had a lot of criticism in marner um fantastic and you can see the passion in him i love to see the emotion that these guys show when they they finally net something and, and they get something going right um yeah and just the connection between matthews and marner uh fantastic all game and yeah. again they didn't have an easy time like you got to remember nice was actually out this game right he was out for with the flu and so today they they had a uh, gregor noah gregor up on their line with them and noah gregor like he's he has a great shot he's he's really good uh i guess like offensive minded player but he's not that playmaker um he he doesn't necessarily fit as well i would say um in that top line but when you guys when when you're multi like 10 million dollar players when you're the the faces of the franchise you gotta make Make do with what you get and you gotta you gotta make it get something going right and that's exactly what they did here fantastic what a way to end it too but if they ended four, then that period four one, which is the nightmare of all <laughs> Leafs players around the world. <laughs> like, okay, so I left. I left that intermission. I'm like, that was very impressive. I was like, wow, that was impressive. But anybody, every single person watching that, in the back of their cerebellum was like, something. There, it's not going to end it this way on this note. We just all know that. <laughs> It's almost like to the script. And that's where we get to the second period. Now, second period starts off not too bad. I mean, the Rangers have some energy. Like, they're starting to get... And you expect that. Mm-hmm. Like, the Rangers are a great team. There's always going to be score effects. The Rangers, they're, they're always going to make their next best shot. Um, We started to see the cracks when a lot of... There was a couple of really good slot chances in front of Martin Jones. And credit to Martin Jones... Looking really good. I was going to make a joke being like, goalie controversy? Is Martin Jones the starter? I'm not. That no. joke kind of like didn't land. But he looked really good on those things, on those saves. But then we get to the, we get to the end of the period. And, you know, we saw, you know, Bobby McMahon, poor guy, is still snake bitten, can't get his first goal. It ends up, you know, it ends up being in a, like, we, we get 
Blake Wheeler sniping at home like he's back in Winnipeg. And you could kind of feel it. Ooh, 4-2. Ooh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it was the Banager who got the, the first goal, and then afterwards it was yes, or the yeah. second goal, and then Blake Wheeler Fine. had the, the third on that. But... um. Yeah, I mean the entire period though, leading up to leading up to that first goal where Zabanjad brings the the Rangers back in the game, um, the Leafs were absolutely just relying on on Martin Jones to to bail them out. He made some fantastic saves, yeah. um, and the, he was getting no help from from the defense. He was getting no help from from any of the players, honestly. And for a guy who is making league men, right? He's he he's not supposed to be making, or you don't expect him to make all of these great saves. Um, you're lucky that he did, because yeah. realistically, like they could have had two or three more before this advantage ad goal as well. Like he, this could be a completely different game, right? Um, so hats off to him. He came in and he he absolutely shut down. Uh, he, he shut down the Rangers. Um, he led in two goals: the Zabanajed one, the Blake Wheeler one. Um, I don't really blame him on a lot of them. Like for example, the uh, the first goal by Zabanajed, right? That was a uh, that was a power play goal for the Rangers. Now the Leafs, yeah. their PK unit was out way too long at that point, right? When you have a, a when you have players playing on the PK and they've been out for a long time, they've had a long shift. They're gonna get sloppy. They're gonna make some desperate plays. You saw, um, you, you saw like Marner sliding across the ice. Um, you you saw some desperation plays, and that's when you know, listen, you're in trouble, and something might might break, right? Zvanejad breaks the breaks the gates, and they're right back in this, right? And even the Blake Wheeler goal. Um, it was, it was kind of funny cause like the Leafs were, had like a three on two chance leading up to this, right? Um, they had a really, really good chance. I think it was Nylander and, uh, and, like, um, man? I can't remember exactly who it was. I know Nylander was involved in that, like always, but they always. had a fantastic play. They had a fantastic chance, uh, goes the other way. And, um, they, the Leafs just weren't able to get the, get back fast enough. It looked like they had lead strapped onto their ankles. It looked like they were a team playing on the second half of a back-to-back, right? Um, Ed Wheeler just throws, like, turns back the clock and goes bar down with a nasty snipe. That was, that was crazy that was to see, wicked. though. I, I can't lie on that one. That was pretty wicked. It was crazy. <laughs> and okay. that's where the dread starts, right? It's a 4-3 game. You go into the third, you're like, oh, crap. How are they going to flub this now? Yeah. yeah like, you, all you needed in that second period when you were up 4-1, like, one more goal, just completely take out the uh, take Run out the, the steam, take out the hope from them, and they get two back. And you're like, it's yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's what over. I thought. And listen, that's what I thought. And I'm like, listen. You're, you're an elite team when you go up 4-1. You, going up 4-1 against the Rangers, you played – to your elite level. That takes an elite team to do that. But to blow, to give up, to play that period they did, they played like a bad team. They didn't play to their mean. They mm-hmm. went they went from here, up top, to the bottom right there. And that's the thing. You know, I'm going to pick some nits here because it was a great win, but this is the thing. We we hold this team pretty well, pretty high standard, right? Mm-hmm. You raise the liquor cabinet up because you're raising the bar. Shout out to Eminem on that one there. You... We we expect something. We expect a Stanley Cup contender from this team. It's seven years in. When you're giving up momentum like that, when you have those opportunities to kill, and you just 
fall asleep. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's something we've seen too far, too, too often for this team. And it's just a trend that just continues year after year. It through all seasons, it stays that way. And credit to them because I thought, you know, this was going to be, like, this was, this was going to be another overtime game. But I didn't <laughs> like seeing that. And I'm still concerned about that despite the win. Yeah, I remember after uh, the second period, you messaged me and you were like full doomer. It was the game is oh, over. Always. It's it's just completely done. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, they they were able to claw back in that third period. Uh, it must have been a goddamn crazy yelling that keep gave them like get your head out of your asses and start playing the game. Um, and thankfully, they they woke up in that third period. Um, one thing I will I will say, I think the broadcast also mentioned this. The flu has been uh, working its way around the locker room. Now that's not an excuse, right? But I'm just saying, like a lot of those players are probably sick, are feeling under the weather. It is their second half of the back to back, and on top of that, like they're playing essentially four defensemen that they normally would not play. Right? We've had so many injuries. Now that's not an excuse. If they ended up losing this game, I, I will be fully clear and i want and I, I will be very adamant with this if they lose this game that is not an excuse and it's a horrible way to lose like you, you it's there's no justification for that i don't care um but totally. they did not lose they, they not came lose. into third period and they had a insanely competitive game and they absolutely won that period they they outchanced them. They got two more goals or two or three more goals. I think with the empty net at the end. Um, David Camp goal scorer. Yeah, and they they <laughs> they <laughs> and they they uh they wrapped the game away. Got two wins or two points and a, a win in regulation. Right. A win in regulation. Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> no, I mean to be fair, like it was. You, you ever heard of that in work when they call it the compliment sandwich, uh-huh. where it's like. They had a really good first period, the really bad, but you finished it off, and there you go. You brought it back <laughs> with another compliment just to keep them going. Yeah, I mean, it played well. I mean, Austin Matthews. Let's let's get let's talk about Austin Matthews right now because mm-hmm. there was a lot of hemming and hawing about Austin Matthews. I mean, I, we we did that the last time probably we were on together the last couple times a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, despite all of that, the numbers don't lie. It's he's got twenty one goals the leader in goal scoring in the league and yeah. very loudly the leader. The Leafs are what, 8-1-1? One, and one? Like the numbers still don't lie no matter what we see. So it's like I'm still confused <laughs> with this team, but I'm also very impressed. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> it is interesting, right? Like the they still are getting points. They still are they still are a, a top team in this league, but it just feels weird because they're not they haven't had as many, I guess, regulation wins, right? Um now one thing I one thing that is like a positive is obviously when it goes to to OT or it goes to the shootout or whatnot, they could lose it too. So it could be a lot worse. At least they are um winning these these games that that do go to OT, right? That's that's a positive, right? Um on the uh, on the Austin Matthews topic, oh my God, he is looking so good. He's looking so so good. And the two goals tonight, uh, taking the leader, uh, the the goal scoring leader, uh, like you mentioned, um, fantastic to see. I'd love to see him going, and and that's exactly what you need out of your top guys, right? Um, and again, today wasn't an easy night, right? You, people are people are sick. 
Like you're playing with a new linesman. Uh, you're playing with uh, with uh, uh, Connor Gregor um, in alongside you, right? You don't have your normal knives Connor with you. Greg? Connor McGregor. Sorry, oh, Greg. Gregor. Sorry, I have to. Yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Let me tell you something here. No, <laughs> my UFC mind is getting to me. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're played. You're played with Gregor up beside you. Like it's it's a tough. Uh, it's not an easy game. Uh, and they they showed up and sh- showed out right both Marner and Matthews, um, and you see you need to see them going. You need to see them playing their best hockey if we wanna if we want if we wanna have a chance of making it to the playoffs and then going going deep as well. So good stuff to see. Making it to the playoffs is the operative word now because, and I tell you, make th- I keep saying this. I'm like the fact that it's a really tough race and i i honestly hope it continues to be a tough race for the playoffs because mm-hmm. i think it's so much better for them yeah like i hope like quote me on this i hope florida keeps winning i hope tampa bay keeps winning gets gets their stuff together i hope detroit keeps winning i want to see them battle to the end because that's the only way i think they might do it cuz they got i mean by january they're getting fat and happy you know so i want to see those teams like iron sharpen the iron. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see these guys get comfortable. And now on the Marner and Matthews thing, there was a there was the thing on the TSN panel. Who do you want? Like what line combination do you want to see in the playoffs? You want to see Marner and Matthews together? You want to see Nylander and Matthews together? Which um, one would you prefer? Chat, let me know. Yeah, let us know, chat. But what I would want to see is um is Marner on that top line with Matthews. Like they they've had the most amount of time together. They they look really amazing together. They're good friends, obviously. They they love playing with each other. Uh now the benefit is we know that that Matthews works with Marner. He also works with Nylander. So there is no wrong answer, which is absolutely what you want, right? Because the the whole reason why Marner is on that top line right now. Uh, is because he couldn't get something going in that second line, right? Um, yeah. And now that second line is 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 working really, really well. Or sorry, uh, the reason why Marner is on that second line is because he couldn't get that top line working. Sorry, I got it mixed up in my head, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. Um, uh, so, and, and with, with Nylander slotted in for Marner in that top line, that top line has looked fantastic, right? That second line uh, was also looking really great with Nylander on it. Um, but what I'm trying to get at it here is that uh, you have so many options and with those options, like it opens up a lot of, uh, a lot of line mashing and a lot of, uh, a finagling that Keith can do if players are not working or if lines are not gelling. I think that's the biggest thing, but ideally in my ideal situation, I would want to see Marner and Matthews working together on the top line. I think that looks really good. To, to be fair, like th- this question is, do I want to drive the Beamer, the Benz, or the Bentley? <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. that's kind of what we're talking about here. We're like, spoiled by talent, eh? <laughs> eight years ago, it's like, hey, how do you think PA Parento works with Connor Greening or Colin Greening? You know, <laughs> like that's what we were working with like eight years ago, right? So, and uh, just want to shout out the chat. Uh, thanks you guys for, ch- for checking us out. Let drop your questions, drop some hot takes, whatever you want. Let me know. Like, I'll, I'll tell. Like, you, you, you think we should trade Matthews? Tell me, and I will. Like, I will. We'll, we'll hash it out. Because no, I don't want to hear that. that. We do hear. If you say that, that <laughs> get off the bandwagon. Oh, the... Hard to, hard to no, I will not entertain that. <laughs> yeah. So one more thing. Uh, another thing here. Did you see that? that before I remember, I'd be remiss to not talk about that. That Jake McCabe absolute steamroll 
on uh, Charlie Lindgren mm-hmm. there. Sent Charlie Lindgren into another cosmic plane, but kept it clean. Did not hit him in the head. That was some skillful, skillful hitting right there. It looked like Scott Stevens back in the day, though. Oh, dude, it was such a beauty. Isn't this so cool? Or like so much fun to see McCabe out there. Like McCabe, I feel like he just always has these big hits. Him and then Lagsen also has some some really good ones too. But my God, that hit was disgusting. And yeah, completely clean. Completely clean. And on top of that, the best part about that was Zibanejad goes after him and he draws a, 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 a penalty off of that as well. He, he lays a massive hit. And then gets a penalty for the team. Oh yeah, that's that. That is that's. Isn't that that's, crazy? That's, that's a full house in poker right there. That is some. That's you got you won that whole situation right there. Not sure what's the advantage. I guess the advantage. I thought it was dirty. I think his first. I mean, when you see your your boy get laid out like that, you gotta defend him. You gotta you gotta step up. Be like, like that. yeah, that's not happening. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you look back at that, and even Zabanjad, like he can look back. Linkery can look back and just be like, God damn, that hit was a thin of beauty. <laughs> Full respect. Zabanejad, you know, Zabanejad, you know, I always forget that he's a, like it's so the most interesting thing is that he's a DJ and that he played Lollapalooza like. The same show was like Travis Scott. Is he actually a DJ? Did you not know that? I didn't know that. But he, he looks, looks like a DJ. He, His hair is fantastic. He looks like yeah. a Steve Aoki kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a Swedish DJ. Like he's like he's like he continues the Swedish DJ tradition. He was on Lollapalooza <laughs> in Sweden. Like Travis Scott was on the same show. The NHL should promote the hell out of that. That's crazy. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that one like a uh, Rangers fan that had his advantage at like a uh, Sweden Sweden jersey? No, it was so cool. He was he just was out there with like a full yellow, you know, the Sweden jersey. It looks it's a fantastic jersey, by the way. And uh, he had this advantage at jersey and the the whole uh, the broadcast panned to him. And then like I think it was like five minutes later or like three minutes later, uh, Zibanejad ends up getting that goal. And then they pan it back to him and all the Rangers fans are like hyping him up and stuff. It was just really cool to see. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> So what do you think? So anything else here, Harnish, that we have not covered? Yes. Any 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 little nuggets you got for me here? Yes. Before we get to the presser, I got I got one. Hit me. How bad does it feel to be Ryan Reeves? Like this guy, it's it. Let, let me break it down because this is this is kind of crazy. Oh, I um, don't know. You're on the second half of a. Ba- I I don't want to see him in the lineup. Let's just let's <laughs> let me get that clear. I don't want to see him in the lineup. But I'm just saying from his perspective. Oh my God, must this be absolutely demoralizing? You're on the second half of a back to back. Nyes is is sick, so he can't play. He's been scratched. Um, and your coach Keith says. Yeah, I don't trust you at all. So I would rather go for 11 7, 11 forward, 7 defensemen. And uh, although we already like are a team that relies our, on our top guys the most in the league, like you see Matthews, he gets like a, I think he like leads the league in, in terms of uh, amount of time on ice percentage or whatnot. Um, it's like crazy how much time these guys get. He's like, I would rather give our top guys like X amount more time. And also, uh, uh, like while they're tired on the second half of back to back, then play you because you are that much of a detriment to this team. I completely agree with Keith. Do not bring him back in the lineup. But oh, my God, that is that would be so demoralizing for him. Right. 
I, I, I don't, not necessarily. I mean, you, you, he's still getting paid one point five something million oh, for dollars. What, to ride for the, the bench <laughs> to basically years. hype up the boys in the locker room. That's it. You're a cheerleader, a one point five million dollar cheerleader. I, I, I would do that. Would you not? <laughs> true, true, true. Fair. That job. Fair. I'd be a great cheerleader. No, I mean, yeah, the Ryan Reeves thing. That's like, and like I said, I, I, I he's one of my favorite personalities in the game. Uh-huh. But that's where it kind of stops. Like as a person, I like the guy. I think he's real cool. I agree. Yeah. But man, like every time I see him on the ice and see the minuses, and I'm like, Brad, what in God's name were you thinking on three not years even July first? Yeah. You wait till July first, like. Like that is an impulse buy that you didn't have the money for. <laughs> yeah, three years of this guy uh, is going to be real fun. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I just don't understand Ryan Reeves right now. Like, if Keith isn't going to play him the year, you know he's not going to trust him later on as well. No. And why would he? Right? I mean, this is the same thing. This is the gripe that I have with that like mentality of like, oh, we need one like really snotty, um, like aggressive guy for the playoffs. Like, no, you don't. The, the, no. You know what you need? It, you need to change the mentality for all of the players on the team. One yes. person cannot make a difference. You saw the you saw last year, like where Nice got got absolutely like RKO'd by uh who was it? Uh was it Bennett, right? Yeah, yeah, but Bennett, he got RKO'd by Bennett. Nobody stood up for him. Um, what are you gonna wait? Like you're gonna you're you're gonna wait till till like Ryan Reeves is is out on the next line or like five minutes later, yeah. another line matchup. You're gonna put him out there just for him to take a penalty and then put us down even more. Like no, this is yeah. if you want not if you want aggressive if you want to get like a mentality shift, it has to be through the whole team and not one player alone. So having a guy out there that clearly cannot skate, cannot contribute offensively, cannot do anything on this team, why the hell are we? Is he there? He's purely a cheerleader. Nothing else. It makes me so as I, mad. <laughs> as I, as I, if I recall correctly, the 2011 and 2012 Leafs did absolutely fantastic. They had Fraser McLaren and Colton Orr, and they were an unbelievably good team. No, you're right. You need. There's a reason why the Bruins are so good all the time. It's because their guys are, are they every take single one the of Ryan them. Reeves, and they're also amazing players. They have the Ryan Reeves in their soul absolutely making your life a living hell but also can stay on the ice right I yeah don't know. that's another topic they'll probably find a way to buy him out or trade him some kind of shenanigans there yeah. but i'm glad that you got that off your chest I, yeah it just doesn't make sense like we have one guy uh luke in the chat like i understand your your what you're saying like a lot of leaf fans also say the same thing they say um yeah i think he's just there essentially for the other team to think twice before laying a hit a big hit on him or, or a big hit on a player the thing is if this guy is that much of a detriment to the team, like he's going to give up more, more, I guess like uh, more goals or whatnot. He's going to be more of a detriment on the team than it's going to be worth. Right. Yeah. Like you got to understand um, the team, the, the game is still one off of amount of goals you get. And this guy clearly is completely useless for, for everything. Right. Like yeah. he, he contributes nothing. It's, it's, <laughs> essentially just a he's essentially just like a, a cheerleader for the team just to get the morale up just to get the guys going get a get a good connection in the locker room that's basically it yeah and let's not forget luke, luke, thanks thank you luke it's like, I, I i appreciate the point but at the same time i think they might even be like hey let's lay somebody out because he'll play and then we could score you know what i'm saying it's kind of like a bait and switch but yeah and somebody else made another point he's had two fights this year exactly so he's just, he hasn't thing you brought fought. him in to do and that first fight i think that one of that fights was like what the first game of the season 
Right? Two games. The first two games. Back to back. <laughs> Anyways, I, I digress. This is just Bro, a little... Roman Reigns little... is a WWE wrestler. It's not real. And he fought more than <laughs> him. So I don't know. That's what I'm That's what I'm saying about Ryan Reeves. Anyway, so let's get to our little presser over here. So I had James Scare, Scaresbrook here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, new name in the chat. We'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought up a good point. Not a question, but a good point. That the Leafs have, I think they are sixth or seventh in points percentage, zero okay. point one point, like almost on par with the new darlings of Canada, the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. But like I said, all the hemming and hawing, it's like, you know, the way they win, the way they win, and I and I'm concerned about the way they win, right? I I I'm I'm on that I'm on that concerned level, but yeah. the numbers don't like the numbers don't lie, so it's still kind of like I got to check my glasses here. If they're still working, <laughs> it's it's interesting because like yeah, you, it is true. Like the amount of uh, regulation wins is is low for this team, right? They've won a lot of these games in in OT or whatnot, right? But they are con- converting, right? Um, like if you look at another category, look at their losses. They've all they're they're I think they are the fourth best team, I guess, in in terms of losses. They've um, only lost the the only the Kings, the Bruins, and the the Knights have lost less than than the Leafs. They've only lost six games as well. That's another stat that is important that we can look at. Maybe that that paints a different story where um, if you have a different perspective, you can say, hey, at least uh, when they are down or when they are in a tough situation, they pull their their boots up and they they get something going and they they are able to clutch it out and win, right? I guess it's different perspectives and like time will tell, right? Right now, we kind of are looking at the team and we're kind of confused about what exactly they are. We'll get a better picture of that a little bit later on. And I think that is probably what uh, Bradtree Livin is doing too. He's probably waiting to see exactly what this team kind of shapes out to be, especially with like the defense, uh, the defensive woes or like the injuries that we've had. And then uh, he'll look to bolster the roster, right? He's not making those, those, um, uh, the, those rush or those frantic decisions to get some pickups when, there might be other areas that we need later on, right? Yeah, this team is not the team is not a finished product. Like we got a question yesterday. It's like who comes out of the lineup like when Timothy Lilligren comes in? Which defenseman? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I, and I said, I'm like, I don't know if it matters because about probably four of the defensemen are not going to be on the same line. It's going to look completely different mm. at some point. You'd think. Um, what that looks like and if it's a better version of now remains mm. to be seen. I'm still a little bit skeptical of mr brad for living you know he's had some he's had some good ones tyler bertuzzi looks fantastic max domi's been really good a lot of very questionable ones so he's a mixed bag right now mm-hmm. let's see what he does but I, I i am not count me distrustful as a toronto sports fan i think you should be weekend. i think you i think <laughs> you should be and it's justified right um he's been very hit or miss this next move which i mean it's inevitable we we are gonna have we are gonna see some kind of move being done before the playoffs um that's gonna be very telling of uh i guess like is this season or or his first try at at the can or try the can of like uh getting something going with this team is it going to be deemed a success or not because right now it's it's uh it's up for it's up for debate we don't really know yeah okay so another one here by Luke, good friend of Luke, is it? What would you say is the least kryptonite this year? Skilled teams, heavy teams, low ranked teams. 
It, I guess it just depends on which what night, right? It's just like I think it's just a randomizer at this point. I think they're picking it out of picking out of the hat. Who is our kryptonite at this point? Um, and you know what? I think it's always the heavy teams, man. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did win against the Panthers. I mean, they did outgrind the Panthers a couple weeks ago, but they still lost to the Bruins, and it looked that great. So I think it's always going to be those heavy grinded out teams because if you take away that explosive offense that you just saw put up seven goals. The Leafs don't know how it's very hard for them to do really much of anything. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you said that it's a it's a mixed bag and you don't really know it could be game by game, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like the biggest weakness for the team is themselves, or the biggest kryptonite is themselves. They it, ah. it really seems like the, when they are playing or, or the games that they lose or the games they let slip out um are because they kind of step off step off the pedal and they um they let the other team get back in it right it mm-hmm. really doesn't seem um like a lot of these teams are just more skillful or uh or just a better overall team i feel like the, the this team is is really really good and one of the best teams in the league and they can they can uh they they definitely have the talent and the skill um to to um to compete against every single one of them day in and day out right it just depends on the effort that they put out there right like look at this game uh period one period three great effort period two horrible effort now if they had the same effort um throughout all three periods oh my god insanity right and this is again we're missing a bunch of our defense we're missing nice uh we're missing our starting goaltender we're playing our third stringer and we know that a lot of the the room is is sick or whatnot right um and we're playing against a rangers team that is one of the best teams in the league like just straight up right so we have the potential to win against all these teams i think what was it even against the the bruins uh we lost by one or it was like an ot loss or something like that right yeah exactly got a time goal in the end we're we're playing well against against good teams it just depends on on um on on the effort of this the that realistically yeah just the effort that they're they're willing to show day in and day out yeah yeah i mean yeah like like you said not you can't say you nailed you nailed it really because like there's there's very few teams more talented than the Leafs exactly in aggregate. Like there's just they have absolute superstars, and when they're on, it looks like it's it's magic. Yeah, but it they're they're playing against themselves because in hockey it is like more than any other sport a game of who is who makes less mistakes than the other team or mm-hmm. who. Like it's a mental chess game of who does not blink. It's a staring contest. There's a staring contest. There's the analogy. Mm-hmm. Like who's gonna blink first? And once you blink, back of the net. So remains to be seen. I like the character they're showing now. Yeah, they're showing some character. They showed a lot of character this game with their backs against the wall, and that's why I said I like to see the other teams be really good as well. And they're, I want to see them fight for the playoffs up, up until the end of March. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh-huh. I honestly do. I, that's, I think, yeah, am I a masochist? Is that, or is that, <laughs> no, no. I think I think you're completely right. When you brought this up the first time, I think we, it was on on one of our previous streams as well. I completely agree with you. Like you want to you want to get that uh, that um, that drive and that that hunger out of them. Uh, like through the regular season, you don't want them to coast and then have to find it in the in the playoffs, right? Um, 
And uh, one thing that Matthew said uh, in the chat, he said the Leafs can beat good teams like the Rangers, but lose to Chicago and Montreal. I was just about to bring that up. It looks like the Blackhawks are the biggest kryptonite of the Leafs. They lost two games against them. And honestly, probably the worst losses too. It was like a 4-1 loss in the first game and then a 4-3 loss the second game without with a bunch of Blackhawks players missing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's something funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think... I think, I think that will do it. No, I think that will does it. But I will say there was a really funny comment in chat uh-huh. uh, that pointed out that we are, if you watch the video, we are in absolute perfect contrast here. You are in a dark room and you have hair. I'm in a light room and I'm bald. So it's like we're, we're, we are the yin and yang here of podcasting. I shout out to that comment there. I can't find it. I got to scroll back down. But that really gave me a little <laughs> chuckle. Um, we planned that out totally because... Yes, we planned it all out. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that well does it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for showing up. You know, people in here in the chat watching on live on YouTube late at night. We appreciate you. Everybody else tuning in later, we appreciate you as well. Make sure you hit like, hit subscribe, share it. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about Game Over Toronto on SDPN. Harnish. Tell the people where they can find you. Plug yourself. Yeah, as always, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Harnish underscore Patel 98. Um, and we'll be on t- uh, in two days as well. I'll be on with Lauren for the, I think it's the Blue Jackets game as well on Thursday. Yes, one of three Blue Jackets games in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So get ready for some fun weird scheduling my name is fuad you can find me at fuad underscore sports and uh yeah you could have been anywhere else in the world but you're here with us and we appreciate that thank you very much for watching good night everyone good night